Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello, Steve Wilson here again, and we are down to Matthew chapter 14 and verse 13. I, I don't know if I mentioned, don't recall if I mentioned before that um, the events in this particular chapter are in succession, you know, because the way he words it, and he says, this happened, he says, and then this happened. And he said, you know, Jesus, when Jesus heard of this and saw him, um, you know, about the beheading of John. And then it says, when Jesus heard about the beheading of John, then, you know, the next thing happened. And it goes ahead and describes about the feeding of the 5,000. So, um, you know, I've always uh, kind of wondered, and I don't really have an answer for this, but I've always kind of wondered about this, um, you know, where the... Where the fine line is between Jesus, the humanity of Jesus, and and the uh, the heavenly Jesus, because you know how much did he know as as a physical being here on this earth? It says when he heard of it, um, he departed thence by ship. Well, did I mean Jesus? How much did he know? If Jesus knows everything, he already knew it happened. You know, it's not like he had to wait until he heard about it. But it says, you know, when he heard of it. So how much of the things here on earth did he already know uh, when he was a human? Because obviously, you know, he went ahead and did a very heavenly thing. You know, he performed a miracle, the feeding of the 5,000. So I don't know where that line is drawn. It's not really a big deal. It's just kind of one of those thoughts that runs through a crazy mind from time to time. I do know Jesus was fully human, and he was fully uh, <coughs> spiritual, um, but, I, you know, or heavenly, I, I don't know, or divine, uh, and, but, you know, how, how that, to explain how that actually occurs, that's beyond me, um, that's beyond the ability, I think, of any human to understand, but, you know, nonetheless it did. So, news got back to Jesus that John had been beheaded. And it says, when Jesus heard, verse 13, departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the city. So we see the people following Jesus. And, and I think we've talked before about what they were really after. They were, they were looking, they'd begun to hear about his miracles. And they were hoping to uh, have miracles performed in their life, uh, something that would benefit them. But I know... When he spoke, he was a captivating speaker. Uh, he was able to hold the attention of crowds like this. Um, so, you know, they went out into a desert place. And all these people went with him. It says a great multitude. We don't know the exact number. 
later on it talks about 5,000 men plus the women and children. So, you know, it's at least double that amount. So, uh, uh, and when it was evening, verse 15, his disciples came to him saying, This is a desert place, and the time has now passed. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. So now we have the, the everything is set up and ready for a miracle. We have a situation that is beyond our control, beyond man's control. There's nothing they can do. They don't have enough food to feed all these people. And the only solution they know is to tell people to go away. You're on your own. You know, there's nothing we can do for you. And Jesus turns back to them. And what he's about to do, what he says here, he says, they need not depart, give you them to eat. Jesus is about to take a very physical thing, a very uh, situation, a very material thing, and he's going to teach them a spiritual lesson. Of course, everything, every miracle God did, there's a spiritual application to it. There's something he wants us to learn from it. Everything Jesus did when he was here on earth had a purpose. And so he's basically, you know, he's thinking, okay, you know, let's, let's, I'm going to use what you have and I'm going to show you something. So he says, they need not depart, give you them to eat. Well, I can imagine the disciples are pretty freaked out by this, you know, and, and because their response shows that. Verse 17, and they're saying to him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. In other words, we're limited as to what we have. Jesus, I mean, come on, let's be realistic here. Now, the things that I want you to learn from this, there's about uh, three or four points that you know I want you to understand what the, the message he's trying to share here is. And he, he, you know, they tell him that we've got the five loaves and two fishes, and he said, well, bring them hither to me. Um, number one, um, I would love to have seen the multiplication of the food as they handed it out. Did you ever think about that? Another thought from a crazy mind. Um, as they were handing this food out, it had to literally multiply in front of them. Surely they looked down into the basket to reach down in there and get you know a, loaf, a piece of bread or, or a piece of fish. Um, and yet, you know, there there wasn't enough, so it had to multiply right before their very eyes. I would love to have seen that happen. Um, I don't know how it did, but man, it amazes me. And there's, there's a point I want to make as a result of that. But notice, first of all, in verse 17, what we need to realize when he says, uh, and they say unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. Realize that God has already given us what we need to fulfill the ministry that he's assigned to us. Uh, it's, it's not like Jesus was surprised by any of this. Jesus, I'm sure, you know, kind of goes back to this thing I was talking about before, about hearing from John. What did he actually al know? What did he already know that occurred to John? I think he already knew that they only had five loaves and two fishes. They really didn't have to tell him. He knew they didn't have enough. But, you know, he was going to use that to teach them a, a lesson. But the, the point I want to make from our standpoint is that he's already given us everything we need. He, he knew they had enough to feed 5,000. He was going to take what they had and use it to feed those people. So in the ministry that God has given you and I during the course of our lives, 
we already have what we need. Now, that's not to say we shouldn't continue to study to show ourselves approved um, and learn more new things because God will increase our ministry and add responsibility as we go. But God has already provided. It's, it's there for the taking uh, if we're just willing to give it to Jesus. And that's, and that's what happens in verse 18. It's kind of my second point. He says, bring them hither to me. We need to understand we already have what God has given us, but we need to be sure that what we have has been given to him. Everything about us belongs to him. We just need to realize that and surrender it to him. You know, that's what salvation is really all about. I've, I've always, um, you know, kind of concerned myself about making a decision for Christ and that sort of thing. What, what we're really doing is we're surrendering. We're giving our lives to him. We're not making a commitment. We're just giving our lives to him. We're just, we're giving up. We're throwing up our hands and saying, God, I can't do this. I'm just going to give myself to you, and whatever happens, happens. Save me, great. Save me. Don't save me, then that's your decision. All I know is I can't do anything about it. So we need to be sure that we have given ourselves and everything we have to God. So think about it in your life. What you have, maybe you think you have nothing, but what it doesn't matter. You know, maybe you don't, maybe God hasn't awoken you to what abilities he's provided you, what resources you have, maybe he'll show you that at some point. The point is that we need to make sure that just let God know that, look, whatever I am, whoever I am, whatever I have, Lord, it's all you. It's all yours. It's no good to me unless you're using it. So we need to make sure that we understand God's already given us what we need. Secondly, that we've given it to God. Um, but, you know, I am... I, I, I am amazed, going back to this thought of uh, the miracle that he did. Had I been able to see the multiplication of the, the loaves and the fish, I, and, you know, if the disciples saw it when, as it occurred, I'm sure it blew them away. I would have been blown away. Every time God does something, I'm blown away, you know, in my preaching. Many times, I'll be preaching a sermon, and I'll make a point, I'll, I'll make a statement or something, and I think, wow, what a profound statement, and I think, that wasn't in my studies. That wasn't something that came from me. That wasn't something that I conjured up or thought through. That's just something that God gave me, and it amazes me that God is able to speak through me in that fashion. He uses the things that I prepare, but he uses things I don't prepare, too. And that's like the multiplication of the fish. You know, he just, he takes what I have given to him and multiplies it, expands it, and uses it more greatly than I had ever thought that I could do. God's just that way. So... You know, give yourself, give what you have to God and let him use it and you will be amazed at what he can do in your life. Now, the people are just waiting for God to move. It says in verse 19, And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves two fishes looking up to heaven. He blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they all did eat and were filled and took up the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. 
you know, people are just waiting for God to feed them. They, you know, they don't, they're not going to go back to town and find food. They're, he said, sit down. And so they sat down and they listened. You know, I know it's tough in the world today. Ministry is tough. And there are a lot of people that really don't want to hear it. But there are a lot of people that do. And a lot of people that don't really do want to hear it, they just don't realize it. It's just our, our job to share it. Because people, it's in, the, it's in our DNA. People know there is a God. They see God every day, even though they may deny it. They can't help but see God every day because that's the way God made us. I think it's just a basic human characteristic. I don't, there are people who have convinced themselves they're atheists, but I don't believe there's anything as, any such thing as a true atheist because I don't think God created us to be able to do that. He created us to please Him, so He certainly gave us the ability to understand realize that there's a God we need to please. So here here you have the people. There's, there's people out there waiting for your ministry to be fulfilled. Whatever it is God wants you to do, there's something He wants you to do, and there's people waiting to hear it or see it or understand it or know it. And when you share it, you're going to be amazed not only at what God can do through you, but the magnitude of what occurs. First time I ever led anyone to Christ, I was blown away. You know, when it really settled in what I had done, that I would shared something with someone who convinced them to acknowledge Jesus Christ and give their life to Him. Um, but as your ministry grows, it just blows you away every day what God does, how much there is out there. The twelve baskets full. They never had any. Not only did they not believe they had enough to feed the people, they certainly never dreamed they'd have more left than they started with, uh, over twice as much. And so then he uh, he he tells them then in verse uh, 20, 21, and they that had eaten were about five thousand men, beside women and children. Now, I you know I that begs the question why why does he give that count? What's so important about that count? It's at least 5,000 men, plus women, plus children. As I said before, it's probably at least twice that much, maybe as much as three times that much, depending on how many children and so on. But So what, what difference does it make? Why, why does that matter? Why did he put that in there? He, God's not one to brag. Uh, maybe he's just trying to help us understand the, the magnitude of the miracle. Well, perhaps. That, that might be it. But I think another thing he wants us to understand is Satan will use the magnitude of the opposition to, or the magnitude of the task, to discourage you. He'll use that against us. And you know, when we look out, I know so many preachers and people who say, "Well, I, I, I'm not a public speaker. I'm afraid to get up in front of people. You know, I get tongue tied. I get scared." And they turn out to be some of the best presenters of the gospel I've ever met because they looked at the task and let it overwhelm them and Satan used it against them. Uh, don't let it overwhelm you. And then don't be surprised at what God can do through you. Nothing's impossible for God. You know, take all your arguments against, you know, performing a ministry of some sort, dedicating your life to some type of ministry and give them you know, speak them to God and say, God, here, here are the things that I'm up against. 
you need to help me overcome these. You need to show me what you can do. Just give it to God. And he'll begin to feed the 5,000 and he'll have 12 baskets full left over. So take heed of what can, God can do in your life. He has some amazing, amazing things out there in store for you. God bless you. See you next time.